This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Here's a Joy Law podcast from Jack and Dean on Joy. You are with Jack and Dean for the Tuesday drive home on Joy. Woo! You be excited about that, driving home. Just like... Like wooing. Joy Law. Joy Law. That's right, it's time for Joy Law. This is the segment where we discuss legal issues of interest and concern to the LGBTIQ plus community and its allies. Mm-hmm. And joining us live in the studio today, we haven't seen him for a while. Welcome back, Stefan. Hey, Stefan, how are you doing? Hello. Thank you for having me. Hey. Hello, Laura. Welcome back. It's been a while since we've had a chat to you. To leave the office on a sunny day. That was the plan. We ran out of here as quick as we could. Yeah, uh-huh. that's good. So come on, Dan. You brought Angelo with you. Now, Angelo's not on mark. He's taking notes. Yeah? Yes. He's yes. not allowed to speak. No, you can say hello. Say hello. Howdy. Howdy. Well, there you go. Well done, Angelo. Yeah. Oh, it's Welcome, natural. Ange. Ah, look at him. Uh-huh. Now, we're talking today. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had Chloe in. And we're talking mm-hmm. about prenups and what happens when uh, you're entering into a relationship and it's about to... Well, you're not yes. anticipating it's going to break up. You never anticipate no. that. But you might want to get your house in order. But today, we're going to talk about the other end of the uh, relationship mm. where perhaps you are breaking up and you want to do a property settlement. Yeah, so that's right. Um, so today what we wanted to talk about was often what we're seeing in practice uh, is clients coming in and saying, I've got an agreement with my ex-partner. Yep. Um, we know what we want to do. We don't want to spend the money on lawyers or going to court. How can we do it in a way uh, that's enforceable and it's valid? Mm. So that's absolutely fine. <clears throat> provided certain basic things have been done. So a couple of things you'd really need to think about um, than what most people forget about is is tax implications. Um, so just generally speaking, if, say, for instance, the, the parties have a, a property or shares and one person's going to retain those, will that trigger CGT, capital gains tax? Will there be stamp duties payable? Um, if you haven't thought of those things before you've come to the agreement, it can lead to issues. So they're important factors to have a think about um, even before you kind of commit to that arrangement. And yes. hopefully lawyers can then just give you the advice, um, make sure that you're protected and draft settlement documents in a way that meets uh, with your approval. Is it wrong for me to say, I don't understand tax? As if. I, I, I don't. You, I, I, mean, I, I did my personal tax stuff, but I just don't understand. Like, what is a capital gains tax? What, what is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know no. either. I don't know anything. Oh. Yeah, look at me. Look at me, look at you. I don't know anything. Can I say, lawyers are, are technically uh, not trained in that area as well, and we often oh. recruit, um, we engage accountants to advise if it's fairly complicated. There's things like winding up companies. Um, so, and, and, and no one, so really, the message is knowledge is power. Um, inform mm. yourself, make those inquiries before you do that there are other things that people should uh, think about uh, and that often they don't (laughs) most commonly what we see is um, the absence of default provisions which can lead to huge issues i've Um, always said it have you yep those default provisions where are they where are they absent (laughs) so (laughs) default provisions um can come in many forms so often if we're talking about um one party retaining a piece of real estate or a business there might be a transfer of cash or superannuation of some um some consideration what happens if after that 60 days or that 90 days or that 120 days that payment hasn't been made you don't want to have to go back to your lawyers. You don't want to have to go back to court. What you want is a self-executing order that says, if you don't buy, pay by that date, there might be interest payable, 
There might be the sale of, uh, of a piece of land. Um, so really, if you can do that in that initial document, you may save yourself a huge amount of headache down the track. Yes, mm. a self, self-executing order. Ooh. It's like a self-sourcing pudding, doesn't it? Sounds very rude. <laughs> doesn't sound as yummy. But no, it's... But it's a whole thing. When, you, when somebody buys a, a, the, their partner out of a property or, or such thing, I guess mm. it's done in good faith and you're thinking they will give me the money. That's right. That's they right. Don't do it within a certain time. I mean, and often it, 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 there may be a level of innocence about that. It, mm. it might not just be because they're, they're out to to cheat their ex partner. Oh, no. Excuse the pun. Uh, it, it might be a refinancing issue. There might just be a delay with the banks. So yes. having those provisions in there just offers that extra level of protection. So with uh, there, there are ways of documenting consent orders or sorry of settlement agreements. Generally speaking, there's two documents. Um, one is the application for consent orders. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a document that's filed with a court. It's fairly inexpensive. There is uh, no requirement to actually be legally represented to draft that document. Um, however, we would always recommend that you do engage a lawyer to at least draft the agreement to make sure that it is binding. Um, but you don't technically have to be. Mm. But can it also be contested? Well, no. So the, the whole, oh. the, yeah. So I mean, if it's if it's consent, I um, mean, it implies that the, the parties have consented to that agreement. Sure. Um, there you go. Where, where we have a couple of issues with consent orders is often people are saying to us, "This is the agreement we've come up with. Um, we just want to document it, and we want consent orders. We want to go yeah. and get court orders and have the benefit of those con- court orders yes. without the expense of barristers and going to court and having the contest. Um, that is always possible, but it is still subject to basic financial disclosure." So you really do need to be satisfied um, about what the actual deal is. If it's 50-50, 50% of what becomes the question. Um, so if someone's going to retain a property, yes. um, you'd be very well advised to get a sworn valuation because you, you just don't want to be- let it catch you by surprise if it's worth double in two years' time. Yes. And that may have changed oh. your, your, your position back then. I don't own anything. So, yeah, double of nothing <laughs> is nothing. I yeah. give you 10% of the T-shirt sales. I got no T-shirts. I got my rates. No- I got, I, I own a, well, yeah, we're, we're paying that? off the house. We've got a mortgage. Yeah. We've got our rates notice the other day. Mm-hmm. And they've done that. Like, you know, they do the re-evaluation of how much your house is worth so that they can pay you more rates. Yes. So I've got this bit of rates paper saying that my house is worth a lot more than I reckon it is. Humble brag. No, no, but uh, my house, you've been there. It's not that, it's not that interesting. A lot of crystals. <laughs> a lot of crystals, actually. But, but that, I wouldn't use that valuation as, no, as so a basis for a consent order. <laughs> well, interesting that you make that point because often... It's so lost. <laughs> what happened? Often what we right. see is uh, rates notices chronically undervalue properties. Yes. So I, I would never, generally speaking, I mean, if, if a property, oh. if there's an agreement for a property to be sold, yeah. um, you might get a couple of market appraisals, which are free. You contact your real, local real real estate agents, you get a median house price and if you think, well, it's going to be sold, it will crystallise, we'll know how much it's worth when it sells, that's okay. But if, if someone's retaining a property, I would always say, go to the expense I have to say, look, it does range depending on the, the property but usually 800 to about $1,200 for a sworn valuation. If you share the cost of that valuation, it, it might save you tens of yeah. thousands of dollars. So it's well worth the And it's a third-party objective view of how much the house is worth. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. And there might be zoning issues that you're not aware of that a real estate agent might not be aware of. Yes. So in terms of your due, due diligence, I think it's worth uh, the, the time and money. Okay. There you uh, go. Dean? <laughs> <laughs> Just handballing it, dear. So, when should, if someone is um, looking to break up, should they wait till they've 
decided to end the relationship before they start having these considerations about property? Or? I'm looking to break up. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> Excuse me. I'm in the market for a breakup. Can Look, I have 50% of something? <laughs> like, how prepared do you want to be, though? I mean, well, yeah, my it's view strange. is... It's like, well, I don't... It's not really performing in the... Like yeah. storming out and slamming a door. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get your moment. You get my well, moment. My view is that, again, that knowledge is, is power and, and being informed, mm. being aware of those, um, what could or couldn't happen um, down the track is important. That ties into spousal maintenance as well. Often people are saying to us, if there's a discrepancy in income, or in the uh, ownership of assets, someone might say, well, look, I, I want to um, separate, but I don't want to pull the trigger just yet. I don't know what's going to happen with this relationship. Yeah, yeah. But what happens if I do? And I'm, am I up for spousal maintenance? So I think get the advice early. Um, know your rights. Know where you stand. Um, find out about how the process works. There's there's no time. In, in, in terms of you, you've got limitation periods for a property settlement. If you're married... Uh, you have one year from the date of divorce. If you're in a de facto relationship, you have two years from the date of separation. Mm-hmm. Of course, because we're lawyers, there's always exceptions to those rules, mm-hmm. um, which we can get into another day. But that's that's the Jeez. general rule. So <laughs> You love the fine print, don't you? Oh, I love it. It's <laughs> so fine. So there's nothing stopping you. I mean, if, if, if parties have... Uh, um, unfortunately, the relationship is broken down, yes. the following week they decide that they want to engage respective legal representation to get some advice about their rights and entitlements, they can have a property settlement then but there is no rush you can have your property settlement in a couple months time there might be strategic benefits while you either do it or you delay it um, and that will depend on a case by case mm. it does sound so rational i do think i p- would prefer the slamming of a door but and then you're like you can keep the dog house <laughs> See what i did there because it's a yeah, property yeah. i got that, that you yeah, can yeah. live in thank you very much yeah, Stefan and much. angelo from Joe Law. thanks everyone you again what a segment week. i've created you uh you done <laughs> yeah please you're the best <laughs> you're you can find more joycast and show blogs go to joy.org.au Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.